Welcome to Hashtag Influencer, hosted by Babelbox CEO Sherry Langbert. Sherry interviews the world's biggest brands, agencies, and influencers to uncover their influencer marketing secrets to success. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Hashtag Influencer wherever you get your podcasts from. On this week's episode, Sherry is joined by Jesse Grossman, a longtime entrepreneur in the entertainment and digital media space. Jesse has been quoted in Forbes and was awarded a spot in the Influencer Top 50 by Talking Influence in 2020. Jesse is the founder and president of WIM, Women in Influencer Marketing, a nonprofit networking organization that was founded in 2017 and provides numerous resources to its members. Hi, Jesse. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So I know that it's been a rough few months and I'm always trying to think of like the bright side of everything. And what resonated me the most about you is your LinkedIn profile, which says that you're an internal, eternal optimist. So tell us more about that and how do you stay so positive? Oh my goodness. Well, it has been an insane 2020. I've heard a lot of people say 2021 is a little too similar to 2020 so far. So being the eternal optimist that I am, I'm like incredibly optimistic that that won't last too long, too much longer. So yeah, one thing that, you know, we actually highlight so much as part of whim even is how to optimize your LinkedIn. So it's so interesting that that stood out to you. We have a whole article on it, but Essentially, I think you're referring to the headline on my LinkedIn page, which Mm -hmm. is such a great opportunity to sort of catch people's attention. I'm so glad I caught yours and, you know, just a tagline about you. So many people don't utilize that as much as possible. They put, you know, their job title and everything that's repeat, you know, that's already listed below, but an eternal optimist, where does that come from? I'll be real for a second from being through a lot of shit and coming out the other their ends. <laughs> right. And, and, and still being in a good mental headspace and, and still, you know, coming out on top. It's, it's a little bit of a triumphant story because I've been through a lot. So that's, that's if you're looking for the honest answer. That's where the uh, eternal optimism actually comes from. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about WIM, what it stands for, what you've created. Tell us more. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what the acronym stands for, and then I'll tell you what our group stands for, right? So Women in Influencer Marketing is WIM, it's the acronym, and Women in Influencer Marketing, you know, we've got the explicit part of it, of course, which is very self-explanatory. We are a women's only (laughs) networking nonprofit organization that supports women in the space. Basically, all women who touch influencer marketing, so from your ad agency people, PR people, brand, tech companies these talent managers and so many others. And, and we support them in a variety of different ways. Obviously we're a networking organization. So we monthly host live networking events. Last month was fun. Cause we not only did it on zoom, but we did it on clubhouse. Cause I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> I need help. Can you give me a clubhouse? I, yeah, sorry. It's no, you should join a lot. Everyone in our clubhouse rooms, we've been doing a ton of events on there. If you have a little party hat on there, it identifies you as someone who's new to clubhouse. So we are well-versed in getting people acclimated to this new, exciting platform. But yeah, so we, we are on clubhouse. We're on zoom obviously, but in addition, we have this incredible 
Facebook community, which from the beginning, you know, four plus years ago when we started WIM, that was always sort of the epicenter of our community element where people are networking, information sharing, and being so incredibly supportive. You know, we were a women's first organization. So there's so many like pillars that we're really looking to, to focus on. And we're always looking to support our members and to create a, you know, a comfortable environment, a supportive environment that really truly supports each other. So we have castings where we support our wonderful small business talent managers and get their clients more work. And our brand partners get an incredible resource to be able to streamline their castings to reach all these talent managers in one space. We have recruiting services. We have all these educational events. We just had a one about YouTube, these networking ones I mentioned, how to you know be the jack of all trades working for a t- an agency. So the, the topics vary widely. We're always adding to it, but, you know, my goal as, you know, as founder of this organization is just to bring an incredible amount of value. So people not only feel like they're meeting wonderful people because our members are incredible, but also they leave and they're like, oh my gosh, I could implement what I just learned tomorrow. I can, I can implement it right now. We try to really always bring the value. I mean, I will say, you know, being, doing what I do, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups and I I would say that whim every time, just the kindest, there's no competition, there's no back, like just, you really built a wonderful, supportive and nurturing environment there. So congratulations. How, how did you get started in, you know, this space? I mean, you, you seem to be a pioneer in the influencer marketing space, but how did you break in? Sure. So my background, my entryway point uh, has been in talent management. I used to represent actors in commercials and uh, I worked for this very large agency for like six-ish years. And towards the end of my tenure there, I was like, meh, like actors are great. I've always worked with actors. I used to be a director and I wanted to sort of represent a different type of talent, something a little bit new. I don't know, something a little bit more exciting, something that resonated a little bit more with me. So I give, I always give credit. My best friend who used to work at that talent agency, she went off and started working at a casting agency. And she was like, Jess, you gotta look into influencers. <laughs> she was like, we are like the brands are coming to us, her casting agency. And she's like, we don't even know where to go. Like where, what, like, we don't even know who to reach out to. We, we don't know how to like make this partnership happen. And it seems like we're getting these requests all the time. You got to look into it. So I, to this day, give her a hundred percent of the credit. She tipped me off. You got to be a good listener to be good at business. I'm a great listener. I, I get tips, hot tips from people all the time. And I listened and I, I ended up starting a division at that agency. Wow. I had it for like two years that I was there doing that division and it still exists to this day. And I I only left because I went to go start my own agency. And so I left. So we had that for a few years that recently sold. And now I am so fortunate that I'm able to be doing WIM full-time. And WIM was started when I was at that agency. And it started because I was looking for something like this. I was starting out. 
I was like, there's something here. There's something in this influencer space, but I have so many more questions than I have answers. Mm -hmm. And I was looking, you know, online, I'm obsessed with Facebook groups myself, like just information sharing, right? Like, let's help, let me help you help me help you. And I couldn't find anything like that. So we started it and that's evolved into what whim is today. That's amazing. I don't know about you, but given your background, like, you know, a lot, most recently, you know, with COVID, I'm having a lot of college graduates reaching out to me, like, how do I get into this space? And what can I do? Do you see a lot of that? And is it more on the influencer side on the, they want to be talent or brand side? And how do you guide them? No, I love that. That's such a great age group, like high school to college, they're Mm -hmm. like sponges. And I used to run internship programs at like every single company that I used to work for (laughs) because I love that age. And especially young women, you know, they, there's, there's a lot of wonderful role models for them, but there are so many more role models that they could have. And there's so much more valuable information that we should be sharing. The first thing I always say is like success looks different to everybody. And just because you see somebody who's quote unquote successful, like that might not be success for you. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's beneficial to see what's out there, but then I always coach young women to like really dig deep and say like, what do you want with your life? And what does that look like to you? And take a little bit of this, a little bit of that and, and make your life what you define success to be. But that's a whole other story. We, we do get reach outs from young women and I'm actually excited. We just found this in a couple places, but we are soon to be releasing scholarships for premium membership, which Uh, It sounds like you love that age group too. I know I do. And, you know, WIM is full of really successful women, but we want to be a place where it could be the next generation and the next generation of successful women. So we're going to be offering soon to be announced scholarships for, you know, women who have just graduated from college, who are starting to enter the workforce and who want to be a part of an incredible networking organization. And it's a great place for them to start. And so then the scholarship would be like free membership, basically. Exactly. Awesome. We've had a lot of influencers on the flip side, because we work with a lot of influencers saying, can you create some kind of scholarship program? And we thought about it, but again, we don't, we work more on the strategy brand side. So we're trying to think about what we can do, you know, by the same token to help support influencers, because there's a lot of tools that they need. There's a lot of education they could use. So that's amazing that you're doing that. Now, I guess my next question for you is, you know, with COVID, there's been a lot happening and it's impacted our our industry. Where do you think, do you think that the industry, you know, what do you think is going to happen after COVID? How have your members been reacting to COVID? Do you think influencer marketing has increased in terms of the amount of campaigns that are happening or, you know, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So we've tried to have a finger on the pulse throughout this entire last year. We have like our engage, the engagement in within WIM has increased like tenfold in the past year. And it's just because everyone has all these same questions. You know, we are regular, regularly creating polls in the group to say, you know, how was your Q3? How was your Q4? Was it busier than you expected? Was it, was it less busy? Like what is now Q1 look like? And overwhelmingly the, the polls that we've taken is that Q4 
partner was more busy than was expected. People said they were swamped. I had a couple people say it wasn't busy which, you know, everybody has unique experience, but overwhelmingly it was that it was busier than they expected. Overall, my impression is that like, holy crap, influencer marketing is pandemic proof, which is, I, you know, thank my lucky stars every single day. Cause I'm, I'm so cognizant of all the people out there who have had, you know, their jobs taken away, who have had industries decimated. I mean, there's no, like that cannot be overstated. So thank goodness that we're in this industry. I think that advertising is changing. I think that to be honest, it, it really stems from how do we get this economy back and how do we do it in the most efficient way, right? And so, and in a cost-effective way. So when it when you compare influencer marketing to some more traditional forms of marketing or advertising, influencer marketing nine times out of ten is that choice, is that most efficient, cost-effective solution. I I will say that I my just my opinion is that there's going to be more demands on influencer marketing in terms of results, ROI, you know, the world is, is heat. It's like on fire right now as well. Right. And so even when looking for influencers, I think gone are the days where brands are only looking for quote brand safe influencers who don't talk about politics, don't talk about hot button topics in the world. I think that influencers aren't going to get engagement anymore unless they talk about those things because it's just, it it touches so many people in the world. And I think that brands are going to be talking about those things more than ever before. So, you know, I'm talking about two different things here, like the content itself, but also the analytics and the ROI on it. But I definitely see those going in that direction. I'm personally really pleased to see it go, those things go in that direction. I think that we need to talk about these things and influencer marketing is absolutely, it's like, it's been here to stay. I think it will absolutely continue to be here to stay. And I think that in order to see longevity in it, we really need to just fully embrace what it is, which is it's, there's such a human element to it that really um, separates it from so many other uh, parts of advertising, like so many other areas of advertising And for too long, I think people have sort of been afraid of that or kind of skirted around it. And I just don't think that's possible anymore. I think that people need to just fully embrace it for what it is. And that's what makes it so special and therefore can be so much more effective. So it's kind of my, my summary or, you know, my opinion on on where I I think it's going. I could go in so many different directions because I'm so curious about what people said about Q1 or January, but I'm also curious in terms of like some of the other things that you said for us, I mean, again, yes, we're very fortunate, but there's so many other things apart from budget that we saw, right? Like you could turn influencer marketing on and off in a minute. So if you have to do a whole photo shoot or a video shoot and have people coming in all these places, you can't really do that remotely, A, but you can't rally that many people. If you need a hundred people to create a message for you and a hundred pieces of content, that could be done really, really quickly with influencer marketing. So we saw also look a lot of different benefits, especially throughout 2020. 
I guess that brings up my next question is, you know, and, and to your point, like people are like, oh, I don't know about influencer or it's, you know, whatever. But there are certain things that I think regulation wise we could add to the industry, meaning, you know, again, it's okay if people talk about politics or taboo topics, but are there any things that you could think about that needed to be added to kind of regulate, not just that this was a sponsored post, but anything else that regulatory wise we, we should be thinking about? Or that you oh my, wish could be added? Yeah, there's so many things. You know, but we I think we have this copy somewhere on our website, even. It's like if if one more person says that influencer marketing is the wild, wild west, like I'm gonna like, you know, punch them. Like it's just, <laughs> it's such a like that that was said like 10 years ago when it made sense. You know, it's 2021 now, guys. Like, let's get over that. Let's like elevate this whole thing to be a mature industry. Like we can't be kids anymore in this. And 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 in doing so, there has to be more, you know, regulations or just like standards. That's sort of what I, what I want to lean into a little bit more. So, you know, I, there was a conversation in our Facebook group just the other day, and I, I seen this in a few other groups, which is, you know, oh my goodness, this giant brand is approaching all these influencers and not offering to pay a penny. But of course, there's like a this allure of you know wanting to work with this giant brand. But I know they pay people like what the heck. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just it, it we I think that fundamentally, and of course, I come from the talent backgrounds. You know, I used to manage influencers and have an agency, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that no matter what way you approach influencer marketing, there has to be a core respect of your talent all the way around, like a full respect of them. These people are doing this for a living. I like, now I'm creating content for whim and, you know, we, we're our own little mini influencers in such a different way. But like, I have so much respect for influencers who have created these brands for themselves. They are no different than, you know, your Martha Stewart. I mean, they can be Martha Stewart. Stewart. They are no different than, you know, giant, whatever giant brand you want to fill in the blank Mm -hmm. there. And there's this just bizarre lack of respect that I've absolutely experienced from so many people like on the brand side, on the agency side as like, well, you're a dime a dozen. Like we could just replace you with anybody else. And it it like, oh, that kills me when I hear that. So, you know, I bring that up because, you know, when it comes to rates, when it comes to usage rights, it's ridiculous when people ask for, you know, usage rights in perpetuity and ridiculous, you know, uh, fine, ask for that, but you got to pay for it accordingly. Like, you know, you can ask for whatever exclusivity you want. That's fine. But, you know, you got to pay for it. That kills me. I think that there absolutely needs to be more transparency, like a glass door of sorts. Um, What is that? Like in terms of rates, like, you know, the rate could be based on your reach, based on the creativity, based on the fit with the brand, based on how many channels you're going to post on, based on a thousand different things. And They're, so it's very yeah, hard to figure out like, it, what it is. It absolutely is hard. You know, I could say my background, again, working with actors, there's a union, there's SAG-AFTRA as a union. We actually just had a, a whole virtual event with somebody from SAG-AFTRA because they're working a little bit more in the influencer space. And there's, there's so few, I mean, look, I live in New York city, so there are a lot of unions here and (laughs) full transparency. There's like very few unions that I could really get behind for a lot of reasons. I'm happy to go into offline, (laughs) but 
but SAG after man, that's one of the unions that's really, really stayed true to its purpose. And I feel like it brings a lot of good, which is there are minimum rates that are acceptable. You know, I don't think that like, I feel like it would be overstepping to say, okay, an Instagram post with this amount of followers and this type of reach and blah, 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 equals this price. I don't think that's possible. It's not because it also depends on the engagement. It also depends on if you're in a specific niche. So if you're a green mom who has a baby, who's two, I mean, a child who's two, and that's what the brand is looking for. They might pay you more than if you're, you know, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I priced thousands of campaigns. I, you know, it's, it's half calculation and math and half of it is, you know, the, what the uh, yeah, absolutely. The objective, the, the value of that influencer that is a little bit less tangible. I mean, there's so much to it, but I think a very reasonable place to start is there should be minimums and you can go up from that. And let's say an influencer is fine going below the minimum that's fine, but they, they should need, they need to explicitly say that. And the other part of this, and this is such a longer conversation is, you know, I, I, when I'm advising influencers, when I'm speaking to them, I do some consulting as well. When I speak with influencers and we're talking about, you know, what rates should I be charging? I tell that you like, do not post for free because the more people that give it away, it's literally like diminishing everyone's value. And it's, it's an industry-wide problem. And that's just another kind of sweeping change that I really think needs to happen. So when I started in this space, which was more than a decade ago, I was one of the first people to say, we're not doing this you know, for just products, you have to pay me and the brands that I was crazy. I'm like, I'm going to pay the influencers. We have to get paid. But what I see now, and it's a debate, even with our own influencers, there might be a project where a brand will say, and we don't do this often, but a brand will come to us. It's, it's commission only. And some influencers want that. They want the commission only. And it, it's not tiny influences. It's not the nanos. It's people with 40, 100,000 followers saying, I would write about that because I might get commission and I need content for my calendar. So that's the hard thing is that some people are saying, no, don't ever do that. And then there's a lot of influencers who rely on affiliate deals because they're making commission. So what's your thoughts on that? I think affiliate deals are perfectly fine if you're fine with it. I mean, some mm-hmm. people just know they're like, they're innately salespeople and that's great, but similar, similar ish to what I was talking about before. I think there just needs to be a minimum guarantee. You need to be able to cover your costs and then a little bit some, and then if, and then if, you know, you're blowing it out of the water with all these extra commissions, fantastic. But I think like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I used to negotiate for a living. So I always see sort of this gray area where it's like, that's fine. But I think there should be this as well. We meet in the middle and everybody's a little bit more, you know, satisfied. Yeah. It's just such a, I feel like there's affiliates and then there's influencers and a lot of the companies don't really get the, the difference. So that's a hundred percent. No, a hundred percent. And I think that, you know, who's to say there couldn't be tiers of affiliate paybacks, right? So like, maybe it's like, you know, you start getting 50% and over time after such, you know, this many sales or this much time Mm -hmm. passes, it sort of diminishes, you know, I, again, I, I, I always sort of think of a million different scenarios to make it 
more palatable for everybody. I feel like the affiliate is, is such a topic of debate, of conversation yeah. for sure. I feel like, you know, there absolutely is a scenario that could totally work for the influencer, but I have a feeling that what you've seen is, is maybe not that. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a scenario perhaps where it's like, you know, well, we don't pay you anything and we pay you like, you know, mm-hmm. five to 10% maybe. Yeah. And we sales. don't do them. We don't do them, but we do have a lot of influencers saying, no, we want to do them. So it's just interesting. Yeah, for sure. How that was super interesting and talking a little bit more about, you know, the fact that it's women-based, how can women in the influencer marketing space better support one another? Do you think? Oh my gosh. Well, one is by being open and knowing that professional networking is never one way. It's never one-sided. I am so happy and pleased to hear that within our group, you've seen other women be so supportive. It's, it's really, it's people inspire other people, right? So like, if you see that from someone, it pays it, you'll pay it forward in, in droves because it's a chain reaction. And just knowing that, you know, you sharing something with someone else, like they'll, you know, they'll give it back, pay it forward to you. It's, it's, and I've seen that firsthand and there's this, you know, I've experienced it. I have have mentors of mine who are from different generations where, you know, women had to be a little bit more proprietary about things. It felt like uh, they were always competing with each other. There weren't as many seats at the table. So mm-hmm. you, you, they did. I wouldn't say you had to, but they, they did. And I've witnessed that. I've experienced it firsthand. And I've just always said there's absolutely a better way. And I would rather not be just at the top by myself, I would rather be at the top, be successful amongst all of my best friends who are also equally as successful, if not more successful, so I can cheer them on. And again, like, look, success is different depending on who you ask, but you know, this is interesting. We were talking about the polls that we, we regularly do in the group. And we asked, what's your number one goal for 2021? We had some touchy feely ones, you know, goals, like I want to better the world. And then we had, I want to make more money. And guess, guess what the number one answer was? What? It was, I want to make more money in 2021, you know? Yeah. So we, we talk, we keep it real. Like it's not, it, it's very much let's help each other out and, and all that. But it's like, no, let's like actually make more money together. Let's get better business together. Like we also get real as well. And it's just sort of fully embracing all the wonderful things that, that make women, women We're we're community oriented. Like, I think that we feel great when we're able to help people when we feel supported in return. And we're, I don't know, I've, I've witnessed so many incredible women who are entrepreneurs in the group who are like killing it, you know, creating these businesses within businesses. And it's just incredible to see. It's inspiring. I'm inspired by our members every single day, honestly. Well, I will say that it's you because not everyone would run the group the way you do. So the way it has turned out and the nurturing environment is because of the standards and protocols you've set in place. So it's all on you. Well, I appreciate that. Well, thank you you for being a member. (laughs) So tell us how people can join WAM, where, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you can go to IamWim.com and that's double I because it's women in influencer marketing. So W-I-I-M, IamWim.com. 
And um, you can check us out there. We have all the resources, again, like casting, recruitment, all sorts of stuff, the Facebook group, we're on Clubhouse now, all the things. We have a podcast too, which is so fun. And, you know, we have a couple of free resources like the podcast, which are wonderful. I'm so excited to launch that scholarship though, which we're doing really, really soon. But the, we wanted the barrier to entry to be low. So our monthly membership is $29 a month. We kept it very affordable. You know, we have tons of testimonials on the page because, you know, I, I just want our members to speak for themselves, to share their experience with the group. We're not new. It's this paid membership is new. And the reason we launched it in November of 2020. And again, with the group launched about four and a half years ago, people were just asking us for more. It was arguably the most difficult year for people. And mm -hmm. they're like, I feel like WIM could even help us, like help us even more, bring more, bring more, bring more. And again, we're a nonprofit networking organization. And so we, we have a strong mission, which you could see on the site, but it's all about support. So we wanted to bring more resources and do it better. And so 29 bucks a month, 348 for the year, it's super affordable and the value far, you know, surpasses that. So we'd love to have people join work to have more people join. That's awesome. Well, thank you. So this might not be your wheelhouse, but I always ask, so I'm not going to uh, leave the question out. Name an influencer you love to follow, but hate to admit that you do. <laughs> so I don't know that I would hate to admit it. <laughs> Uh, cause whatever, cause I love her, but it's a little bit, I don't know. I just don't know that people are so into this. So this is like, like, like to me, it's like your dirty secret of like what reality TV you watch or something yeah. like that sort of thing. So there's an influencer that I'm obsessed with and have been for years. Her name is Kendall Ray and the, she's just a little up, off the beaten path. So she like talks about like conspiracies and true crime is like her bread and butter. She talks about like astrology and like, I don't know, all sorts of stuff. She has an incredible podcast too, Mile Higher with her husband and her cousin. Like I literally watch her YouTube channel all the time, watch it for years and I'm obsessed. I just love her stuff. I think she's so cool. She's uh, people I just don't think know about that side of me. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. And I, I love her stuff. I'm so into it. It just, it makes you think like, she'll talk about anything from like true crime to like, do aliens exist? And right. like, and she's not, and they, I love that they always leave it sort of up in the air. You'll never really know how they feel, but they're all about just like, I don't know, open your mind and like, take the ride with us and see, like, let's just talk about it. Let's just go there. And I'm like, I love it. So I love Kendall Ray. She's my fave. That's awesome. And that's why I asked the question. Cause you know, you get the strangest answers and it's so much fun and you get to know people. So thank you. Jesse, it's been so lovely speaking with you and, you know, we'll be watching, we'll be in your group, anything you need from Battlebox to do anything. We are so behind all the good that you're doing for this community and just bringing influencer marketing to the forefront. So thanks again. And thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hashtag Influencer. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts from. For all of our episodes and more information about our guests, head to podcast.babblebox.com. That's box with two X's. And stay tuned for next week's episode, where Babblebox CEO Sherry Langbert interviews another great guest. This is Hashtag Influencer.